Good evening, ladies and gentle niggas, and welcome to another episode of Intimate Revelations with the Debit Negro. I'm your host, Nico Lamar, aka Nick Tropicana, BKA Hershey Hawkins, also known as the Rehabilitated Fuckboy. And um, yeah, man, this is episode 012 or episode 12 for all you traditionalists out there. So, um, yeah, man, episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary detailing the last season of the Chicago Bulls and the GOAT, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, I just got a chance to catch those on Netflix and uh, highly entertaining, man, highly inspirational. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that is a spectacular documentary. I think it was well done. Um, I appreciate the forethought of the current NBA commissioner, um, Adam Silver, and for Clay Thompson's uncle. Uh, Damn, I can't. His name, his first name, Exclude it, it escapes me right now, but um, Clay Thompson's uncle he had the forethought and the vision to like, yo, we got to get this shit on, we got to get this shit on camera, we got to get this on, we got to document this, we got to put this in a time cap- capsule because like we are witnessing history, so they spared no expense and they brought that to us, man. And yo, that last episode, episode 10, and the way it ended. It was, it was great. So anyway, um, like I said, it's episode 12. Glad to be back with y'all coming to you live from an undisclosed location. Um, yeah, man, my forward is deployment. I'm thugging it out. Um, we're dealing with this heat, but yeah, glad to be back with y'all, man. Hope everybody's doing, doing all right out there. The apocalypse seems to, to be coming to an end. States are reopening. People out here getting their nails done. Um, the salon should be opening soon. Y'all should be able to go to Applebee's and, and Long John, uh, Longhorn, and all that other shit. Spend your money. Boost this economy back up. Um, to be honest, I'm actually waiting on this shit to collapse because I'm about to move to D.C. and I need to be able to afford somewhere to live. So, <laughs> call me. I might be in a small minority, but I'm waiting for this shit to burn, baby. Cause I need somewhere to live. You feel me? But anyway, we got a good show for you, man. I'm not gonna keep y'all too long. Um, we trying a new format, trying to keep things less than an hour. Try to keep your attention, keep you captivated. So anyway, man. Um, episode twelve, the Debra Negro, Nico Lamar. Let's get it. So episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance have aired. I've watched them. And, um, yeah, man. What a crazy five-week ride that they took us on. Uh, Jason here, he did his thing. That that was that was some immaculate, uh, you know, storytelling. Uh, whatever inputs Mike put in, man, it just, that, that ending just took it over the top. Um... And I'm just sorry that it had to end. Like the nostalgia, the 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 reminiscence of it all, man. You know, 
you 12 or 13 again, watching the greatest uh, sculptor, you know, make, turn marble into the, the, the statue of David or watch a Picasso paint. I mean, that, that was, that was amazing. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, man, you, you got a lot of nuance into it. Um, you see a lot of the things that went on behind the scenes that you didn't even really, you weren't really privy to. Uh, yo, just seeing Scotty, Scotty Pippen gut out that, that game six, I feel like that doesn't say enough about his character, especially with everything that went on in the documentary. I mean, a lot of a lot of the stuff in the documentary painting him out as as being like super selfish, and in some ways maybe that's true. In other ways, maybe he was warranted in the in the steps that he took. But to to barely be able to stand and to gut that game six out, man, and give it all he got, I feel like that hasn't been talked about enough. I mean, even when it was going on, like in the <clears throat> excuse me, even in the 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 documentary about it they showing the man can barely stand they still talking about Michael being tired which is shit Michael if anybody deserved to be tired Michael Jordan did but Scottie Pippen man that was if your back ever locked up on you man you know what he's going through you can like barely feel your your legs and toes and shit and he out there on the block putting in work you know helping the team win any way he could man uh, like I said, I just hate this shit at the end, man. The last dance, that 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 shit was not to even over exaggerate. That shit was amazing, and <laughs> it goes to show like Michael Jordan really don't fuck with LeBron. <laughs> like the timing on this is is impeccable. Like LeBron James in his seventeenth season before this COVID shit happened, like he was having one of the greatest seasons of his career even if it's not statistically from a scoring point of view like one of his greatest seasons to be 35 17 season average of 25 10 and 7 or some shit like that like with that Lakers team with going up against the guys he was going up against with the stretch they was on you know they beat Milwaukee they beat Philly they beat LA right before this COVID shit happened and Michael's like Hold my beer. Oh, you you, you think you're doing something? Let, let me let me show you this young buck. I mean, he he really don't fuck with that man. And the marketing on this, the timing on this, that shit was impeccable. Like a goddamn natural disaster worked in Michael Jordan's favor, man, to show everybody that in this ghost shit, really and truly, if you ain't talking about Jordan or Kareem, like this and I only say Kareem is because everything Michael did is as far as wins, championships, MVPs, like Kareem outside of that, you know, is his only contemporary. So if you're gonna talk about anybody besides Michael being the GOAT, that's who you gotta talk about. But when it comes to, you know, um Jordan, LeBron, like this shit ain't even close, man. <laughs> This goat shit is not even close, bro. Like today, you know, I had enough time. I had some free time today. I watched the flu game, which 
Um, two things I took away from that. The flu game should, should still be called the flu game, but, you know, they're talking about it was the food poisoning game. Bro, that nigga was hungover, man. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I believe Jalen Rose. Michael Jordan was out there hungover, bro. In my, you know, 14 years being in the Air Force, I've done a lot of partying. I've done a lot of drinking. I know a hangover when I see one, man. Michael Jordan was out there hanging. All he needed was some hair to dog, and he would have been good, man. Shout out to my Auntie K, man. Auntie K always told me, Nico, man, you need to take a hair to dog. Mike would have just had a shot of Henny upon wake up. You know what I'm saying? He would have been straight. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, even the way he gutted out the flu game, man, like, that shit, man, like, the fortitude, the guts, the cojones, that shit takes, man. Like, that nigga Braun ain't, he ain't built for that, man. The nigga had cramps in the finals and had to be carried off the court. Mike is out here withering in pain, yet he finds the the intestinal fortitude to go out here, man, and hit big shots to carry his team, to carry the load. I mean, it didn't help that, you know, I mean, it didn't hurt that Carl Malone was out there tricking the game off. I really think Carl Malone was out here point shaving. This man is six foot nine. At this time, he was in, you know, his physical prime. He's 6'9", 250, 260. You got 6'6", because I was, I was stunned. They was doing the starting lineup, and they talking about Dennis Rodman at four, 6'6". I'm like, what? Six six, and you on the block against this man, and you out here shooting eighteen foot fadeaways. You fading away on free throws and shit. Like, bro, Carl Malone was out here point shaving, man. I don't, cause he, I'm dumbfounded. I'm watching this game in '97, and you got Michael Jordan. You poison this man's pizza. Is what one of the theories is saying that you know Michael Jordan's pizza was gave him food poisoning. Michael Jordan's on the ropes. I don't know. I think something was going on. Nah, I don't think nothing was going on with Scotty at this point. I don't think so. But Michael Jordan's on the ropes. Dennis Rodman wasn't playing particularly well either in in this series at this time. I think he had. I think he fouled out this game. I think he had like two points, seven rebounds, or some shit like this. Michael Jordan got the flu, and, you know, Scottie Pippen is the only one out here remotely at some point of physical healthiness. You're at home, and you can't grind this out? Like, bro. Bro. And this goes to show you, like, fucking John Stockton is not on fucking Isaiah Thomas's level, and they need to stop saying this shit. That 92, him being left off the 92 team, that shit looks even worse in this flu game because it's like, bro, take over. Somebody got to take over. Somebody got to want this shit. Nobody wanted it. And that's the thing with Michael Jordan's era, man. It was some great, great players in that era. Great players. Amazing players. One of the greatest eras for centers. Yet a two-guard ruled this era. That's crazy. You got Akeem. You got Shaq. You got Patrick. You got the Admiral. You got Barkley, you got Carl Malone, you got all these supposed bit men, and a two guard is ruling this era. 
Like, he was the Thanos, literally the Thanos of this era, man. It's, nobody's eating. If you ain't, if you get down or lay down, if you ain't with this Bulls team, you not eating, B. And it just goes to show you that nobody, nobody in this 90s era, they can't speak for the 80s, what went on in the 80s. You know, Scotty, Mike, they was pups. They had to learn their way. But in the 90s, if Mike was there, you not eating, fam. <laughs> you not and and all these niggas was gracious in the fact that yo I can't eat. Reggie Miller calling this nigga Black Jesus. That's nuts, man. Like, but it's just the fact that none of them, like you could just see it. The documentary it it was it was prevalent. It was overt in this documentary. None of them wanted it like Mike. None of them, like. Probably the only person that I could think of that could go through this is God rest the dead would be Kobe. But I don't even think Kobe had it would have it in him to gut through this flu game like this, man. Like, dog. Like if you look in his eyes, like this man was having an internal battle with himself. Like his body was like, no, nigga, no. I know you can walk on water, you can fly, you the black cat, all this shit, but nigga no i am dying and the will supposed will to win was just he would not let himself lose man that's that's man shit like i don't know it's it's like i'm 34 years old but that shit is inspiring man it's like you say you want to go you say you want to get in shape you say you want to you want to look good but you ain't go to the gym. You ain't want it. Like, I've never seen an athlete want it, like, that bad. Like, you see it in their eyes, man. He he was like, by any means, I'm I'm willing to, to lay it all out here right now. Every time I see some shit like that, that shit is inspiring. Almost like I could think of when Byron Leftwich was getting carried by his offensive lineman to the fucking line of scrimmage to just hike the ball and throw passes, man. Every time you see some shit like that, that that shit is inspiring. Like the man, I think he broke his ankle or some shit, and just that 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 fortitude, that cojones, man. But in the NBA, I don't think I don't think nobody had it like that, man. And this documentary, this last dance shit, has made it virtually impossible. Like, it's virtually impossible for fucking... Like, if this was a boxing match, Michael Jordan's legacy and LeBron's legacy were in a boxing match, right? They're they're in the 11th round, or they're going to, to, to the 12th round. And LeBron's trainer is telling him, you need a knockout, baby. You need a knockout. Because even though LeBron James, in my estimation, his ring, when they beat the Warriors, they came back from 3-1. When they beat those Warriors, that's probably one of the greatest, you know, team championship wins in the NBA history. Like, but individually like this last dance documentary it just put it in pers- to perspective mainly because 
another thing he's fighting is he's first. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I know this is not the first documentary, but some shit like this, like to unearth the legend of Michael Jordan when the whole world has no choice but to, to watch this. It's like the truth. Like it's almost like we were put in a room like um, and get out tied to a chair and they holding our eyelids open and they forcing us to see the greatness of Michael Jordan. Cause you can't go nowhere. Like the pandemic, like you can't go nowhere. You can't do nothing but accept this truth, man. Like, and for him to do that and the impeccable time and opportunity that he had to like bring himself back to the forefront like this, like this shit is almost like the, the creeper coming back for his 20, his, his, his 23 hour hunt. Like there's nothing you can do, but just, but just take it in. You can't stop him for Mike to come back to the forefront like this, man. Like, right in the middle of LeBron James was possibly about to go and win his fourth ring. Like, I don't know if L.A. had it, had what it took to get past the Clippers, but for all intents and purposes of, like, what they had shown up until that point, it looked like the Lakers was hitting their stride, and it looked like they were on their way to, like, a team collectively having that cohesion to go on a long playoff run and LeBron possibly cementing his legacy with the fourth championship. But, you know, all we can do is speculate. But there ain't no speculation on what these last five weeks has shown us about Michael Jordan, man. <laughs> like, even these kids in the NBA, you know, you read articles and most of them don't even know the man outside of, you know, the sneakers and the, and the horrible jeans and the Batman villain suits he likes to wear now. But, right, Jordan was that nigga, man. Like, like un, unequivocally, unequivocally, can't get that word out. Without question, Michael Jordan was that, he was that nigga, bro. Like, even the hoop earring didn't even look ridiculous back then. Like, the man had the 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 hoop earring with the dangly six on it, man. Also, you know, like, he took Aaron Neville's shit and just took it to another level. Like, Mike, man, <laughs> just that, that swag. Like, like, LeBron, he can't, he can't possibly, he can't possibly come back from this, man. And it's not fair to him. It's not fair to him and his legacy and what he's done for the sport and what he's done for outside of the sport. But it's like how Marvel got their cinematic universe all set up. They got 23 movies, all of them fire. There's no way for DC to possibly, you know, top what they did. You can't come back from that. You can't make those movies that they made. Like, LeBron can't, you know, he can't rewrite his story. He can't win two two three peats so this documentary even if he comes out with his doc with a documentary going through that series against the 73 and 9 warriors man it just won't top this it, it just won't like i know people who are complaining they're like oh michael's controlling the narrative but it's like nigga I'm michael jordan of course i'm gonna fucking control the narrative like that wouldn't make sense for him not to control his narrative we all in this area of, era of ownership and, oh, rappers, I own my masters and we want, we talking about buying back the block. Like, of course I'm going to control my fucking narrative. Like, are you, are you dumb? 
Are you, are you dumb? But what he did show us, man. <laughs> Damn, man. I feel like as mainly I, I I feel like you know pulling myself off the ground and achieving my shit. Like this shit is inspiring, man. It's crazy, crazy inspiring. And then like to see, for him to finally get to understand like what really happened and why the why the team was broken up and how the team was broken up. I think Phil. For him to have Michael Jordan's un- unwavering loyalty, what this '98 for 22, almost 23 years, like Michael Jordan was resolute in his opinion, like I'm not playing for nobody else other than Phil. If Phil ain't here, I ain't here. And of course, if Jordan ain't there, everybody else ain't there. And for him to finally find out that you know, um, Phil was given his chance to come back, and Phil decided not to. And for them not to have talked about this, and for Michael to be, I'm I'm pretty sure that's why his eyes are that color, man. I'm pretty sure with all the speculation about what's wrong with Michael Jordan's eyes, I'm certain it's because he didn't get a chance to go bust ass for that seventh ring. And, I mean, he got a valid point. I really think in 1998, man, that was Michael Jordan at his zenith. Like, of course, he didn't have the spectacular, like, floating on air, air reverses or, you know, he wasn't the supreme athlete that he was. And, you know, when he won the defensive player of the year in 88 or he dominated fucking Charles Barkley in 93. But I just feel like with the explosiveness and the athleticism that he still had. And like he said, the craftsmanship of his game, I I really feel 1998 is Michael Jordan's My Beautiful Dark uh, Twisted Fantasy. Like, I feel like that's Kanye at the top of his game. Like, the production is there, the visuals is there, the lyrics was there, you know, the structure of the album was there. And that's that was Michael Jordan in 98, man. Like, just mentally, I don't think an athlete has ever been as mentally superior and locked in as Michael Jordan was in 1998, man. <laughs> Just even thinking back about thinking back about that that Pacers team, like to go up against that Pacers team when you with everything that you got going on, all the speculation about the season, the the pressure of, you know, living up to expectations being tired, being just being Jordan, and then you get thrown into it against that Pacers team in in Game Seven. Like you don't waver in your belief, you don't waver in your faith, man. You just you just supreme confidence in your abilities and your God given talents and your the the work that you put in. Like, I don't I don't think an athlete has ever been that locked in, man. Because I was looking at. Nah, never mind. That was that was a '97 season. But as as an athlete, man, you look at these games like they scoring eighty some points. It is 80, 88, 85, or 77, 76. And there was a few games where they scored a hundred. But for Mike to 
to average 30-something points out of 80? <laughs> Just even that workload, man. Like, LeBron was talking about the, the Cavaliers was top-heavy as shit. Like, it was literally Michael Jordan, a good amount of Scottie Pippen, and everybody else. Like, of course, de uh, defensively, the anchor was Dennis Rodman. Excuse me. I think at this point, you know, defensively, it was unquestionable that, you know, defensively, Dennis held all that shit together. But on the offensive end, I don't, I don't see no championship team, no championship player, like, accounting for that much of a superior championship team. Like, of course, you know, LeBron, he plays a heavy role. He leads in rebounds and, I mean, uh, points and assists. But just Mike was the offense, man. Like in that flu game, I think they scored 80, 80 points, 80-something 80 points. Michael Jordan had 38 of them. 38. That's nuts. Like when when in the, the first quarter, they were unraveling. Second quarter, Mike come in, he do his thing. I think he scored 15. Third quarter, this man's on his deathbed. They had to pull him out the fucking stasis chamber, the iron lung, shoot some Gatorade up in him. Third quarter, he was he, he was out there, third quarter. Fourth quarter, man, Mike brought him home, man. I think what? He scored. I think I can't remember, man. I think it was like 15 in the in the in the second. And another 15 in the fourth, in the finals, where everybody know you getting the ball, and you could barely, like, hold your body up, and they know where the ball is coming. Like, Kobe Bryant, man, still my favorite player. But unquestionably, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, man. Ugh. <laughs> that uh, it. I, I, I'm thinking about watching them again. I think I'm going to watch them again. I'm going to watch them all in a row. I'm off on Thursday. I think I'm just going to watch the last, my Thursday, or Friday. My Friday is just going to be the last dance, man. I think it deserves another 10 hours. 10 hours ain't going to kill me. I think it deserves it. Just to be able to take that shit in all at once, man, nonstop. It's crazy. Fucking during a game three. Or after game three, Dennis Rodman goes to Monday night, Monday, not even Monday night, Raw. Monday Nitro. He the Rozilla with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Now, nah, a matter of fact, Nitro was better at that point. Now, now, no. Because that's, that's the prime rock, rock, stone cold, but to, to lead the fucking finals. And be hitting people with chairs is fucking nuts, man. To skip practice, like, fuck this. I'm going out here, and I'm about to be kicking in with Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, and Trailer Park bitches after the Monday Nitro match. And then just come in and be like, you know what? Give me these boards. Give me that one. Give me this one. Like, Dennis Rodman was a freak, man. And I mean that as a double entendre. He was a freak in more than one way, man. To be, like, Dennis would be out here getting slizzy. Getting liquored up all night, come in, sweat that shit out, and then go out there and get you boards, man. 
this whole this whole team just was a phenomenon, man. The the greatest player of all time, the greatest second banana of all time, the greatest coach. Like I don't like Phil Jackson without a doubt. Hands down. You can talk about Red Arbach all you want. Like he had the only nigga in the NBA at that time in Bill Russell. So of course, it's like if the Russians never built nukes and America had the only nuke, like of course we the shit. Of course Red Arbach gonna be the shit. You got you got a super nigga. Bill Russell was a super nigga, man. You got the only one? Yes, you're gonna win. Phil Jackson, the greatest coach of all time, man. Hands down. To manage to manage those expectations, that pressure, those personalities, and to be as I think the man was like five hundred and ninety-four and a hundred and something on a professional level. Bro. Bruh, we will never see, we'll never see anything like that again, man. Shout out to Steve Kerr, man, for leaving the Bulls and going out and winning his four-peat with the San Antonio Spurs in that uh, abbreviated season, man. Shout out to Stevie, man, because even his story, that's, that's a, that's, that's rough, man. His dad gets killed in Beirut, man. I, I kind of wish that him and Michael had would have talked about that, though. But like he said, I guess that's painful. I've never lost a parent. God forbid, you know, I couldn't imagine those circumstances. But shout out to Steve Kerr. Like, that's a true underdog story. He's definitely an overachiever. I still think he overrated as a coach. But as a player, shout out to you, Steve. This whole documentary, man. Dope time. Dope time to be alive, man. Really and truly. Super, super fire. So, what are y'all opinions about it? Y'all like it? Y'all love it? Hate it? Still think LeBron's the greatest? Is it still, you know, Kobe a dick slap a cactus? I feel like, you know, like I said, Kobe's still my favorite player. I'm riding with the mama, man. God bless the dead. But, Mike, dope. Super goat, goat times, goat times 50, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I got from that. What else? What else? You know, I just wanted to get on here and tell y'all my opinions on it. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if y'all give a fuck or not, but it's what I thought. I'm, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> what else? What else I got? I had some other things earlier. I I need to really start writing shit down, man. I really do. Like I tell myself, I have all these great like little talking points and ideas, and I think about them in my mind, and I lie to myself every day that I'm going to remember them, but I don't. So, yeah. Guess I'll just leave it there. This is uh, another episode of Intimate Revelations with the Devin Negro. I've been your host, Nico Lamar. AKA, y'all know all my AKAs, man. I'm most proud of the rehabilitated fuckboy. Month four of this deployment, man. We on the home stretch. We on the home stretch. I should be back soon. Ish.
Appreciate y'all listening, man. Again, follow me on Instagram, Nick Tropicana, although I'm not on there. Haven't checked it in a while. What's going on on the 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 interwebs? I I really feel I really feel way more pure that I'm not on social media, man. Cause it's, it just it just gets tiring, man. You you see all this shit, all this shit in the world, and if you're not equipped enough to like handle this shit, it becomes cause I I care. I take shit personally. And it's like, you see all these killings, like the woman in Louisville that, you know, you in your own house, doing your own shit. You sleep, you fucking sleep and you get shot fucking eight times and then your protector, your king gets charged for protecting his home. Like, oh man. So that's, that's kind of why I stepped away. I guess if I'm going to have a fucking podcast, I should have some type of social media presence to promote this shit. But it's like, is it worth my peace? Should I just believe in you guys are going to organically just find me? My mama said if it's meant to be, it's going to be. You know what I mean? I remember the last time I was stressing a girl, my mama, if the Lord want it. He gonna will it. So it's like, if y'all really gonna hear me, man, he gonna will it. You know? So I, I just know, like, I'm not gonna have them as long as they normally are. I'm gonna give you guys bits, like short bursts. Because, you know, expecting y'all to stay with me for an hour. When I'm so sporadic with my posts, man, I, I can't expect y'all to do that, but... Give y'all 30, 30 something minutes. I feel like y'all could stick with me. I feel like that's something that I could do. I'm tapering my expectations and measuring my approach. So, yeah, man. Again, I've been your host, Nico Lamar. This is episode 12 of Intimate Revelations with the Debra Negro. Y'all be good, man. We. We holding it down during this pandemic. If y'all can hear that, that's definitely an aircraft. Again, man, I'm in a dorm room right now. I'm, I'm on my deployment. I'm in a dorm room. You know, this is me, you know, gutting it out. Coming to y'all despite my circumstance. But this is, again, this is episode 12 of Intimate Revelations with the Deba Negro. I've been your host, Nico Lamar. I love y'all. Y'all stay safe.